0: Hello and welcome to the Cinnabums podcast. Name you just saw in the intro that right now.
1: You might just make it after all.
0: Well yeah, so the, hi, this is John from the Cinnabums, and uh, uh as you know, uh Luke, Jake and I, he comprised the Cinnabums and coming up we have a um, on the Cinnabums lookout for uh, producer Jake is uh, wrapping up the decade series with the Misfit Pond that'll come out soon. Then uh, Luke and I had a special guest on for an episode about heat um, and it was a huge deep dive in heat with uh, a filmmaker um, who uh, who Luke introduced me to and uh, we had a great conversation, and look out for that too. And just know that this was like I felt like I was on the sidelines watching the Jordan and Pippin wow. of Heat fans talk about Heat. That it was it was it was really hard to keep up with. Um, but they did you know they did a good job of trying to uh, you know make sure that I I was included in their in their conversation. It was like I was. Uh, uh, Dicky Simpkins on the bench.
2: That's exactly the name I was. Which I know say.
0: everyone is thinking, like, exactly uh, you, you kind you of felt know. like a Dickie Simpkins in this yep. episode. Um, that is a deep cut, but uh, but yeah, look out for that. That's that's um, I'm looking forward to when that comes out too. Um, and yeah, well, we've got some other episodes coming coming down the the pipeline. But uh, yeah, I kind of wanted to do my own show uh, where we just talk about um, something specific that I find enjoyable and comforting and just we're just gonna it's just laid back it's just relaxed and chill we have some sleepy time tea and uh yeah so I'm looking forward to it um I decided I wanted to do uh this this show specifically on old tv shows you might not know all the full history of the Cinnabumps podcast but it originally started as a classic movies podcast and it was just me in my living room and i would sort of review classic movies i was getting into classic film at the time uh i just taken like an alfred hitchcock class and i did college radio and i had just gotten out of college and still wanted to do some sort of thing like that and podcasts were just Getting big at the time. So then I started a uh, podcast that we had maybe four or five strong listeners. And uh, I think I did maybe like 12 or 13 episodes of that before Luke asked if he could uh, be a guest on the podcast. And then we did a podcast together. And then I think I've pretty much only ever done a podcast episode with Luke since then. Um, or other guests that we've had. But it's al- it's always been at least myself and Luke uh, on uh, those episodes now. So yeah, I wanted to kind of uh, I have wanted to get back to this in a way just because lately I've been finding myself watching some classic shows and so this will, you know these will be some like mini episodes not as big as our regular episodes and I'll uh, either be myself or have a guest um, talk to Luke and Jake um, and for this one, my very first guest is my wife Carly
2: Hello, everyone. I think I was also the very first guest on your original podcast.
0: Yeah, you might have. Yeah. I don't remember what that would have been. What these episodes will comprise of is going over an individual show, whether it be like an old sitcom, like the one we're doing today, or maybe something like an old game show even. You know, because like where people talk about like their garbage TV that they watch, like 90 Day Fiance or something like that. It's always been game shows for me mm-hmm. and you know that I do know that yeah it's always uh, the, the old game shows and we used to have like this digital antenna we would watch buzzer all the time that had like uh, old match game match game 75 mm-hmm. on it um, all these old game shows on there um, and also this part of the reason I started talking I started wanting to talk about this too is on a recent episode Luke and I um, got to talking about Pluto TV. And Pluto TV mm-hmm. has a lot of those old classic show mm-hmm. channels that are just like running constantly. Um,
2: oh yeah, you guys were talking about that you can never search for anything, so you just have to have it upon. Yeah, it.
0: which is kind of a nice thing too. It's kind of nice to just have things on that you just pick to watch. Because mm-hmm. um, there's too, too many choices nowadays. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, I was going to say I appreciate you having me on because... Um, as you know, and this probably isn't too popular with the Cinebuns um, audience, but I have a hard time sitting down and watching a movie. You normally have to like commit, like make sure I commit to a movie. You're like, okay, tonight, do you want to watch a movie? And then sometimes it's yes, sometimes it's no. But I can, rather than watching a two-hour movie, I can sit and watch four episodes of a show. So I, for some reason, I'm. A lot more engaged with TV shows.
0: They're more digestible. It's yes. easier. Yeah, that's I mean that's the affliction that. Yes. Everyone of our generation and the generation below yes. has with the it's attention low attention span, spans. Yeah. And Luke, in in that episode too, I, this was our Barbenheimer uh, analysis, where we also talked about movies we keep falling asleep to, mm. and something that I've been trying to do is rather than trying to start a movie late that I never finish and I fall asleep to. Is maybe just watch an episode of a show, and it doesn't. That you to...
2: also fall asleep too.
0: Sometimes. Yes, that I also fall asleep too sometimes. Yeah, um, I found comfort in watching like an old show, um, where I'm not really necessarily trying to follow along anything. I'm ma- I'm mainly watching it because I like the aesthetics of it, the look, uh, the the sets. Um, it's just a li- it seems a little more like light-hearted mm-hmm. and. Yeah, so the first, um... first episode here... I don't even know if I... I might have said this in the we beginning already. Enough. Well, we watched The Mary Tyler Moore Show. Um, this was not the first time we watched The Mary Tyler Moore Show, but... We're just gonna talk about, like, our takeaways, our impressions of this old show, how it holds up to today, the different, um, you know, the design of it, the, uh, the fashion, the humor, um... And, uh, and yeah, so just sort of going through shows maybe like one episode at a time and um, yeah, and trying to cover a lot of a lot of bases you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah this first one was Mary Tyler Moore show. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think part of the reason that we wanted to do this one to start out with is because um, we've actually we watched it before and I think I think when Mary Tyler Moore died, I remember, seeing some like clips of in 2017 seeing some clips of the show and just liking the look of it and then after Betty white died we watched an episode together because we it was just it was one of those things we didn't realize she was on the show
2: yeah people were like sharing clips and
0: uh... yeah and then we ended up um just randomly watching we were at my parents house it was like over the holidays that she died yeah and we just watched. An episode of that, and, the, and we found it funny too, which is, which is the I think a reason why I started doing the classic film route too is that I would watch these old movies that is as a younger person thought that they were boring, or might be boring or lame or um, you know some uh, uninteresting and, and not funny, um, but really a lot of the humor holds up, mm-hmm. and uh, so yeah, Mary Tyler Moore show. So we watched an episode of that then. Yeah and i think that's always it we even said then which we didn't until now we, i think we said that we we should watch more of this
2: yeah and fairly recently i started watching golden girls mm-hmm. um and i just really loved it and it i think one thing i love about it is that it kind of like immortalizes people who have passed away so i kind of watch it after betty white died and it's just cool to see her like you know, not that she was ever out of her prime, but, like, in, in her element, like, being just a funny lady. So, yeah, I just... I think that part of it is really cool,
0: too. Yeah, well, I mean, she's... Uh, yeah, she's been killing it in every decade.
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: Every decade she was around for. Um,
2: so I'd love to be back for the Golden Girls episode, but yeah, we'll, we're we'll here go. to talk Mary Turner Moore.
0: But both... I mean, both those these shows, Mary Turner Moore and Golden Girls, I guess I would always picture like the humor in these old shows to be like grandparent humor. Because yeah. it was around when our you know our grandparents were watching like these shows. Um that it's it's gonna it's not gonna have enough bite to it really yeah. to be all that entertaining. Uh, but the Golden Girls, I mean it's it's a lot more crass than I yeah. thought. Yeah. And I think that's part of the reason why it became so popular. Um but anyway, yeah, Mary Tyler Moore show. Um starring Mary Tyler Moore as Mary Richards.
2: Yeah, that's, that was a little confusing,
0: right? what I was going to look up before is, is, I feel like there's been other shows, and maybe maybe someone knows what I'm talking about. I feel like there's been other shows from the past. Maybe Andy Griffith, the Andy Griffith show. Or like maybe Dick Van Dyke was
2: his. Dick
0: Van Dyke show. He might have, I think he had a different name, the Dick Van Dyke show. Right. But it's called the Dick Van Dyke show. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. But there are some of these old shows where they're mm-hmm. called the name of the star of the show, but it wasn't their character's name.
2: So the initial draw must be that their celebrity but then their celebrity can't live in the world that they're, you know.
0: I guess, yeah. It's not a... It's,
2: if I had to get... Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, it would be weird if I think if they made a show. It was, it's a clearly a fictional show, but they yeah. had their regular actor name. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, so yeah, I guess um, to start off Mirror Tyler Moore show, Um, This is from the 70s, 1970, 1977, I think. Again, like a lot of sitcoms back in the 70s and 80s, it's set in the Midwest uh, to appeal to just the average American family in the Midwest. Um, I'm sure, you know, at this time, too, that's like the general sort of typical American nuclear family is, is... family in Minnesota. Who, mm-hmm. So it's, like, easier for them to, like, sort of relate to. And then it's funny because then you have these characters like Rhoda and Ed Asner who kind of have these, like, New York accents. Yes. There's nobody with, like, a Minnesota accent. There's not... It's something like Fargo. Uh, I think about the
2: accent. Where you had
0: like, they could have leaned into that more, but I guess... Uh, um, I guess, yeah, I didn't really... Because everybody else There's like some New York accents that come through, but then everybody else sort of has these, like I take, I would take these broadcasts, broadcasting classes in college. They would talk about how like the Iowa accent, accent, whatever you call it, um, is sort of like the standard accent for like broadcasting because it's not really like an accent. There's obviously, there's people in the country who have Mm -hmm. kind of a little bit more of a twang. So that, at least that's what they told us in Iowa in broadcast journalism class.
2: Well, in the uh-huh. beginning well in the so in the intro, she's driving on the highway to Minneapolis, which so True, the, yeah. But they never in the pilot at least they didn't talk about where she's moving from. Yeah, they didn't. So that kind of implies she's moving from somewhere else. But
0: Yeah, she's starting she's starting anew in Minneapolis. Yeah. She had a she was in a re- a relationship and then mm-hmm. came to um came to Minneapolis to start fresh. Uh he and, wouldn't marry her. He wouldn't marry her. That's always the problem in these old, in these old shows. She waited like, two years, and yeah. that's too long. Yeah, it's, it's that tends to be uh, an issue yeah. in these old relate in these old in these relationships in these old shows. Is that the man is not willing to settle down and get married. Yeah. Um, and uh, so yeah, and then she ends up trying to get a job at a uh, news station in, Min- in yeah. Minneapolis. So, basically, we didn't even say, say this, too. We watched the pilot, and then another episode of season one.
2: Yeah, I think it was
0: episode more. four. Episode four, and uh, uh, I also want to circle back before we get too much into what happens in the pilot and, and the show, but I want to talk about this. In the very beginning, we have a iconic theme song, mm-hmm. which, even if you don't necessarily, if you haven't seen the show or aren't really familiar with it... It's a theme song that I feel like has been like referenced enough in pop culture. And, and it's been used in commercials. Mm-hmm. I, feel like, I feel like commercials do that a lot too, is uh like the Cheers theme song has totally mm-hmm. been in beer commercials or other. Mm-hmm. They take these like T V theme songs and use them mm-hmm. in in commercials. And I think I think that's probably where I've heard this too, because I, I feel like this song feels so familiar. But yeah, it's uh we watched another This weekend, we actually watched another episode of an older show, The Nanny, Mm. where it's funny because the theme song goes through the whole... It's like, it sets up the whole premise of the show, and it's kind of funny. Yeah,
2: it's like Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, but... Yeah, that's another um, example. Well, okay, that was... But, yes, but animated, and... So, like, she's down on
0: her luck, and she just... It's it's, 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 it's funny how, like, they use the theme song, which you don't see that nowadays, Mm -hmm. using the theme song to... you know, when you watch the bear, they don't do some funny, some fun, uh, he goes back to reconnect with his family and they all hate each other. And they're all, uh, it's really, they're all really stressed the (laughs) fuck out all the time.
2: So this one has like, it's kind of in between because it shows her driving. And then it has a lot of like quick cuts where she's wearing a cute outfit. She's walking around the city.
0: And it zooms into things quick. Yeah. And... And it's just like quick cuts through different things in, in Minneapolis. Yeah. Do they have the skywalks back then? I don't know if they oh, if you see those or not. She, I
2: don't. So at the very end she has one of those little like Scottish golfing hats, like the little beanies. Yeah. And she, beret kind beret, of beret. Yeah. And she just throws it up and it's a freeze frame and yeah. she's in the crowded city.
0: But it's kind of a cool shot. It's like yeah, it's you're gonna make it after all. Like that's the end, of, like it's yeah. Um, She's like, that's the whole, that is, it doesn't directly explain the premise of the show, like those other ones we mentioned, but um, it, it is kind of like, it, it's about her story of like what she's doing, coming to Minneapolis mm-hmm. to make it. And,
2: yeah, in the big city.
0: And, uh, although she, I feel like she might have come from, she either came from a small town or she came from like New York. To mm-hmm. Like they could have gone, yeah. it could have been one of those angles. She comes from a small town, Minnesota, to go to the city. And maybe we missed we missed the plot point. Yeah. Or she's coming from a bigger city mm-hmm. to like the Midwest. Yeah. I don't know. But it's kind of cool because it's like you're gonna make it after all, like through all of this. And there's like, it's like bustling these people walking by, and then in the middle of it all, there she is mm-hmm. throwing her hat out. Um, yeah. And I really, I, yeah, I really like it. And they do this thing. I love vintage classic fonts used in these shows too. Um,
2: your big
0: punk guy, yes, as someone who does graphic design, even like old movies and stuff, why I wanted to do that for the podcast is I love the opening title sequences for a lot of these movies. I got really into Alfred Hitchcock and Saul, and he uses Saul Bass for a lot of his movies. Um, so I got really into Saul Bass at the time, too. And so, yeah, I kind of get design inspiration from watching these old sitcoms, too, because uh, like you always hear. There's nothing new anymore. Everything is kind of sort of recycled from the past. Everything is sort of vintage and now new. And that's just kind of the world we live in now where um, I feel like we've made everything now. So everything is just sort of being recycled into something mm-hmm. something newish. Not, uh, But yeah, I, we, we've reached a point in society where we just can't come up with anything completely new anymore, it seems like. I'm sure I'm sure there's something out there that I'm ignoring mm-hmm. and being ignorant to, but the Mary Tyler Moore show just like flashes along the screen a lot, of, kind of like similar to Charade. You've seen that movie. Love that opening title sequence. And yeah, yeah, we I just we love a good title sequence. Yes. Like do. that, you know. When we so then we, we sort of we get right into uh the show and it starts out with this shot of classic shot of like a suburban a oh yeah! Big suburban house, which I guess, I guess she lived. It's like their apartments. Yeah, it
2: must be separated into different apartments.
0: Yeah, and we come in, and this is what when...
2: So this must have been in a warm climate because then they just like superimpose snow over it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but yeah. was, this wasn't filmed in the winter in Minneapolis. I yeah. Don't...
0: Who knows what the yeah, who knows what the exterior. Uh, <laughs> where the exterior actually was. Yeah. It could have been, it could have been, uh, in Minnesota. They just, yeah, they just take a still photograph of some house yeah. there. We'll um, get a
2: research team on that.
0: Um, I think, I think I want to get into sort of what happens in the show and mm. then we can get more into like the, then I want to get into like the, the, the look and like mm-hmm. the set design yeah. and fashion, but the set up like the, the show Mary Tyler Moore, um, as I was looking into, as this is a very feminist show. It's the, they call it like, the second wave of, like, feminism. Uh, you know, after the, uh, was it Susan B. Anthony, is she, like, the...
2: Look, She's the voting rights lady.
0: Yeah, it's, like, it's kind of, like, that's the first wave.
2: Steiner, this second.
0: Yeah, yeah, this is, like, the second wave. These women that, like, paved the way for a lot of stuff. They're like, mm. Mary Tyler Moore had her own show seven years and it was like a big show and it's still like really well known now But
2: mm-hmm. and it is yeah. cool because she is in the show, she's 30, she's unmarried, she moves somewhere on her own, goes to get a job, like those are her priority.
0: Yeah, she's very she's a career driven single woman mm-hmm. um, who uh, you know, right, in, right in, the, in the show she's already getting like oogled by the men mm-hmm. Because, I mean, she Mary Tyler Moore is...
2: She's beautiful. She's a
0: fox. Yeah, she...
2: Her outfits, her hair.
0: Yeah, hands. I mean, she's just... And it's, she's just, like...
2: She's, just like, charming.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's everything about... It's, it's not just her looks, but everything, it's everything about her. She's a full package.
2: She's, yeah, her brain is also beautiful.
0: She's got a sharp wit. She's... You can tell she's... And, again... I feel like the person Mary Tyler Moore was probably probably similar to the mm-hmm. character. Mm-hmm. So you see in this first meeting with Ed Asner, uh, she's applying for the, just any sort of secretary job, just getting a foot in the door here. Um, and then after having sort of a the uh, funny back and forth banter with Ed Asner, who's kind of um, kind of being a hard ass mm-hmm. a bit, and just being sort—he's he's kind of funny because he's. His character is portrayed as just being sort of this like typical like old rump. I had a, I had a job, an uh, internship interview one time where the guy started it with, uh, "Hi John, how am I? Do- how am I today?" That's how he started. He said, "How am I today?" And I was very confused and I thought maybe I misheard heard him, so I just decided to say, "I'm doing pretty good." And he's like, "No." I said, "How am I today?" That is who Ed Asner is in this scenario. And
2: that man, Elon Musk.
0: Elon Musk. No, it's not Elon Musk. Needless to say, I turned them down before they could turn me down. Um, but yeah, he's one of those guys. You know, he's, he he, um, he gets he gets her some coffee, and then yeah. you, you can see ah, uh, this is just you know clever little shot. You can see while they're talking, he below is like file cabinet. He's pouring uh, liquor, booze, some sort of alcohol into his coffee while talking and uh, sort of giving her a hard time for. Uh, you know, and she's she's being she's trying to like you know, be polite and respectful yeah. in this, and then ends up getting an associate producer job.
2: Yes, which can only imagine that people who work in news and media seeing this must be frustrated that she got that job so easily.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: And he said if she's willing to take less money, she could be producer. Oh so.
0: yeah, <laughs> she gets paid less as an associate producer than she does as. A secretary yeah or yeah and then he says or if you want $15 less an hour you can be a producer Mm -hmm. and then she says that she can only afford being an associate producer (laughs) Um, and so yeah yeah it kind of sets sets that precedent that she is she had it's an uphill battle Mm -hmm. for her because she's a woman in this industry and you're already quickly introduced to people in the newsroom who are all men I, think I can't think of another woman thats in the news so. right. yeah, I mean maybe there are more that um become introduced to down the road they're all men that are really kind of buffoons yeah you see Ted Knight who is the uh the anchor and he's kind of like he's um it's kind of like he's like sort of this buffoon who is just there because he has these like classic news anchor looks and voice mm-hmm. um, that he does there's not a whole lot going on up top yeah. um
2: to give him a list of words he mispronounced from the previous show. The top one was Chicago. What did
0: you mispronounce? Chicago. (laughs) Yeah, that that was a big laugh. Yep. Um,
2: And then Mary Tyler Moore, meanwhile, is just sharpening pencils, and she doesn't have enough to do, so she keeps breaking the pencils so she has to re-sharpen them. Yeah,
0: this is just a comedic moment. But, I don't know, for when I was watching it, I was like, "Uh, yeah, yeah, this is like what the I feel like what the working world is like a lot of times is she's just sharpening pencils that's her only thing and she's done mm-hmm. and then she doesn't have anything else to do so she just breaks the pencils so that she can just resharpen them this is a great introduction to the show about this precedence of it. it's going to be an uphill battle for her to, to make it how she wants to make it being a woman in the man's world that she's in um, but the fact that she I mean yeah that's why I feel like, like this show should be like celebrated more for what it did in 1970 mm-hmm. yeah so that, that's the I mean that's the general basis of the show and I would like to watch more but to really get yeah. into like um because I'm sure that she grows into a bigger role at the news station from there yeah and then I, I mean on the other side of this is um her moving into her new place where she mm-hmm. meets Rhoda who as we saw in the second the other episode that we watched um they are neighbors and become close mm-hmm. then and um i've you know i like their relationship between mm-hmm. the two of them they um they're both very different from each other but kind of different personalities and, and where mary tyler moore is more of like the straight woman and then mm-hmm. rhoda is kind of the uh is a bit more of a loose cannon mm-hmm. um which we also found out and had no idea until getting prepped for this episode but uh there were several spin offs for the mary tyler moore <laughs> show uh, one of them involving Rhoda, which did not do well. I think maybe got two seasons, um, and the other had to do with Lou Ed Asner's character, Oh. which also was not yeah. very successful. Yeah, I, mean... I didn't look too much into like you know what happens with them, but it's kind of like with uh, you know when The Office when Michael Scott left, he was he was star. he was carrying so much of the show that even they tried to do like a spinoff with Dwight. Mm. But he is kind of he's he's not a very nuanced character. He's he's very he's very specific, and has this very specific side character role that fits great with the show, just like Rhoda. So I can mm-hmm. see how that probably didn't work. Is that Rhoda is a great side character to have in this show, um, to sort of counteract with Mary Tyler Moore. But yeah. on her own, she can't can't
2: yeah
0: uh, that that character can't yeah pull that same way. Yeah, yeah. Um and this is where we also get to well okay, we should also say Cloris Leachman is in this too. while well, we're talking about foxes.
2: Wait, she's the while we woke. Well, yeah, <laughs> she's she, the friend of the building.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so I mean really the the, the show you're in, right away you're introduced to these uh these women who are you know they're the stars of the show. And uh and Cloris Leachman I guess is is like the friend. Yeah. Who lives there, got her got of the apartment, she's, uh, you know, getting her, like, settled in and everything. Ultimately, this has to lead us to talking about the set design. Ooh,
2: real quick, can I say something? Yeah. I just think we should say the plot of the other episode we watched, just because it's funny. <laughs> well, yeah,
0: we can cover it. So, I mean, so, yeah, this is, uh, I guess this is, like, the, the humor of the show. Yeah. Um, which you, I feel like you can see this, like, you, you can see the show's influence on sitcoms from our time, mm-hmm. like the 90s and 2000s, um, of like sort of just similar scenarios like this. So, Rhoda and Mary Tyler Moore see that there's this divorce, this group for divorced people it's
2: called the Better Luck Next Time Club,
0: yeah, the Better Luck Next Time Club, where they are. They're doing a charter mm-hmm. to Paris,
2: and you can get round trip tickets for three hundred dollars if you stay yeah. in the club for six months.
0: Yeah, if you so, if you stay in the club for six months, you get yeah this charter flight to Paris. So they want to do that. So they they pretend to be, uh, divorcees mm-hmm. themselves in this club, and uh, and yeah, yeah, it was it was a, it was a funny funny premise, episode yeah. so that's why we decided to watch this one. Um, you get to see more of the dynamic between Mary Tyler Moore and Rhoda mm-hmm. and um, and some other some weird characters yes. that yeah, yeah. and I think what I think with some of these classic sitcoms too is like the these random characters that come in that are you know just in a singular episode um, are very over the top yes. and uh, and hyper specific too. Um, uh, yeah, and it turns out in the end, spoiler. They, they they get found out that they were they were lying about it and then so you know they admit it to the whole group mm-hmm. and then it turns out everybody in the group except for like the two people that were running the group yeah. were also faking it just to get uh, the chartered flights to Paris. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's not it doesn't all necessarily have to do with her career. Yeah. And the, you know, but um, so this is sort of a, an episode that not didn't have anything to do with the newsroom or. At Asner's character or any of that. There's um,
2: a fun side story.
0: Yeah. But uh yeah, like I said too, I like watching these because I feel like it's it's if you're a creative or anything or you're in a rut, like watching things definitely helps. And I think for me, I'm drawn to uh this sort of style and mm-hmm. uh and then sort of a more vintage classic uh, like design look Mm -hmm. and um, and just like even just seeing like the the fashion that they have and there's like the outfits they wear the set design it all it just is all just like eye-catching and interesting to me Mm -hmm. that I enjoy watching it just for that too so really in the first episode the only two settings are her new apartment and the newsroom Mm -hmm. which the newsroom looks like a classic old-timey newsroom Yeah, it's not it's an office and everything um, but her apartment then is a classic 70s shag carpet yeah. for some reason these shows and or not these shows in this era they just have like it's one room but then they have like two levels yeah where it's just okay here's a step down and in that step down is a bookshelf yes because why would why wouldn't you i guess it if you're sitting on that step, you can reach down get a book.
2: Which I love the idea of it, but she has to like in the later episodes, she puts a step there.
0: Yeah, there's and not there's a step stool in there. On one side of it, there are steps that go down that yes. are also just covered in shag, yeah, carpet. Uh, this is just like it look, it just looks like dense, yeah, shag. Like,
2: like stuff gets stuck in there.
0: Yeah, and uh, yeah, hard, hard to clean. Yeah, um, and. Uh, yeah, it's just for some reason in this era, they just, and I think there's a reason that it's evident it more, but it's just like, we're, this is one room, but there is like a step down into another Isn't room.
2: real houses or just on sets of TV shows? I feel like <laughs> it's a
0: real house. I mean, I feel like I've, I've seen like photos from this time where there's yeah. been, and and probably there's probably been other shows like that too. Um, I remember like the first house that I lived in. It was it wasn't exactly like this but it was like we had
2: like a half level we had
0: like a half level or yeah. it was like here's the living room and then just down here where there's like there's like an opening and then like three steps mm-hmm. down to the family room yeah. or living maybe this was the living room I don't know. I always I loved it mm-hmm. um but I feel like it, it's this era like 70s and 80s where you see that probably 60s too um and then of course you know it's old. Uh, vintage furniture which there's a lot of pieces of the mm-hmm. set design that i feel like are popular now yes like like just the vintage aspect like vintage yes. is so popular now yes um,
2: like she's a little seating area in the back she had this really cool chair cool table and like i feel like it's stuff that i would look for yes exactly yeah uh yeah
0: yeah and i i mean that's part of part of again why i like watching these old shows too is for that. And I feel like our living space, so like you can't really see much of it now. We kind of model it a little bit after
2: this set, too, because in the first episode, you see her like she's in her like nightgown and she's like kind of folding up her sofa bed. But is that like her permanent bed? Like we don't really see all of the aspects of the living.
0: Yeah. 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 So it's very contained. I wonder if in, in the later episodes you see Nora. Yeah. Uh, more of the apartment. Because really, the pilot, I I wasn't thinking about it at the time, but it really only takes place in, like, two rooms, essentially. Yeah. The newsroom and then mm-hmm. uh, her apartment. But then, yeah, we should also talk about the fashion. It looks it looks like modern style. Yeah. Because, like, the modern style is sort of taking from older styles mm-hmm. now. At least in the circles we're in, the people that were around a lot. I don't know. They wear more things that maybe mm-hmm. there was a certain time in the early aughts early mm-hmm. 2000s that might have been goofy to see something like that where yeah. people are just wearing like more basic stuff or, like shirts that said like uh my second language is sarcasm or <laughs> something something like that um where we just like culture was just really yeah bad and now i feel like culture we're getting to a point where yeah we're just like recycling old culture and stuff that i think is good in a way because it's like this stuff looks, like, even, like, with graphic design, like, so much design now is borrowing from older mm-hmm. stuff, Right. which, uh, it's not a bad thing, because it looks good.
2: Yeah, I like that, especially Rhoda's dress in the divorce episode, I love that, like, it just, yeah, a lot of, like, pops of color, and whereas with yeah. Golden Girls, it's well, because they're, you know, it's in the 80s, and they're, they're older, Um, They're in their like 50s and 60s in that show, and it's a lot of like oversized (laughs) sweaters and blazers and like like muted. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, so yeah. So this is it's just cool seeing the yeah early 70s style. Yeah.
0: Going back to like why I wanted to do this this podcast uh, too is just like it gives me inspiration creatively to see like the old the old title sequences the old set design the, the the, fashion that they had like it's all yeah I think when I feel like I'm in like a creative rut going back to something like this mm-hmm. uh, like this helps Yeah, I guess my only other note too is like not, they're not just creating a show um, to be a part of some movement they created the show and it became part of the movement
2: um, yes, and I think, too, some of the um, some of the more, like, feminist or progressive things were, or even things that I thought were going to be, like, misogynistic turned out not to be. So, like, when her boss comes over to her house and he's drunk, and he was like, you know, my wife's gone for a month, and she's like, oh, great, that's why you hired me. And he goes, I really miss her. And then he like spends the whole time writing a letter to her about how much he misses her. Um, So, like, that was a nice turn because you think, oh, he just came over to whatever. So, so yeah, I think not that that's, you know, feminist, but they just, they kind of, I think, like turn around the expectation that, like, oh, he's going to take advantage of her. Um, So, yeah, I just, I think it's, yeah. I like it a lot, and I want to see where her career goes. Yeah, yeah. And she turns and her ex.
0: Yeah, she's not going to just fall back in the yeah. trap of yeah. being with him. She's yeah. better than him. She doesn't need it, you know? It shows, like, these men as sort of, like, kind of these gross buffoons.
2: Yeah, but, maybe most, but my wife has the best caboose. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> that makes it better. Yeah. But still, that's kind of, like, the turn yeah. of it. Yeah. But
0: it's not, like, glossing over to these Yes, things don't happen, but it's like she handles it well, and she's like, oh, like, like we're on, like, every, the audience is on the side of her. Yes. Like, I don't know if you would watch an old show, it's it's the men smoking cigarettes and like, yes. oh yeah, like, pitching, mm-hmm. pitching women's heinies, or something like that, whatever they did back then. Uh, you know, pulling a, that's probably all HW. It. Yeah.
2: Them. yeah. Uh,
0: but yeah, that's the Mary Tyler Moore show. It's, it's awesome, and I think, uh, yeah, you know, we're gonna talk on this side show.
1: yeah.
0: Side series. We'll talk, uh, you know, about a lot of these these classic shows, and um, some of them will be ones that maybe see for the first time. It'll be sort of like initial thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I want to start with one that I was somewhat familiar with uh, that I know, you know, we both liked, mm-hmm. and um, uh, and yeah, yeah, just sort of our. Our takeaways from it it's uh you know it's loose it's chill chill it's, We're... Raining, tea. it's raining it's raining yeah i like a nice I like a nice summer rain so yeah look out for more uh for more of this coming up and again like i said producer jake is wrapping up the decade series it's gonna be great Um we got the heat revisited coming out some more episodes coming out later as well some, some more things in the work I don't know if I even say this but I know Luke's talking about doing his own his own sort of show too so look out for that um and yeah uh just yeah remember to maybe thumbs up the video like I, and subscribe I hate being I hate uh selling and uh that's it's not it. even selling it's, I hate, I hate self promotion yeah but you, you got it these days but yeah if you like and rate things and uh yeah we're just keeping it loose you're gonna make it after all